This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. And Junie, I feel excited and I think you are too for what we're going to be talking about this week. And that is portions of the third chapter in the book of Ephesians. And just as a background for the entire book, we want to say this. The letter to the church at Ephesus was written around the year 61 when Paul was a prisoner in Rome. And this epistle is an encouragement to believers then, and it's as much as of encouragement today to come to the fullness that God has provided Paul speaks of the riches of God's grace in chapter 1, verse 7. He speaks of the unfathomable riches of Christ in chapter 3, verse 8, and the riches of his glory in chapter 3, verse 16. In chapter 3, verse 19, he calls the believer to be filled up to all the fullness of God. And the first three chapters in this letter to the Ephesians emphasizes doctrine and theology, while the last three speaks about believe how believers should be living, and it's very practical. So if you have your Bibles, turn with us to chapter 3 in the book of Ephesians. I'm going to be reading from verse 14 to the conclusion, verses 20 and 21, which is a glorious doxology to the Lord. All right, chapter 3, verse 14 in Ephesians. For this reason... I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, this is what God is granting us, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. Isn't that interesting? He wants us to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church 
and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. These are such rich, it's more than rich, it's unbelievably wonderful verses. This is what God has granted to every believer. And if there's a lack in our life, it's not God's fault, it's our fault. We have to take advantage. We have to say, wow, this is what you've granted me, Lord. I want to live in the fullness of Christ. It's so encouraging, Junie. So um, let's go specifically. We're going to focus on verse 20. So I want to read that again. Before you read verse 20, can you read verse 19 in the Amplified? Okay, verse 19, chapter 3 from the Amplified Version. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, that is, may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Boy, that's so rich, Junie. Yes, it is, Shelley, because God has provided all for us, as you're going to expound upon, but our part is to experience to cry out to God to fill us to the fullness of what he has provided for us. And I personally believe that that's a lack in your life, my life, and most of all listeners when we respond on our own or things affect us in our soul and we linger there or we don't take every thought captive that would exalt itself above the knowledge of God, we lose out on the fullness of Christ if we don't forgive, if we don't choose to love when we don't feel like it. The point being, Shelley, that God has provided all and the spirit of truth lives in us, which then can quicken us to the fullness of all that he has provided And if we don't press forward into that calling, we miss out. And I really don't want you or I or any listener to miss out on the fullness of God. Amen. 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 I pray we are all stirred to realize that God is so much greater than what we think he is. And I pray that these verses will help you see that. All right. Verse 20, again, that's what we're going to focus in on. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. In other words, if we follow through with verses 14 to 19, this is what we're going to be left with. So let me summarize what those verses say. Number one, God has granted us to be strengthened with might through the Holy Spirit in the inner man. Number two, that Jesus may dwell in our hearts through faith. Thirdly, we are rooted and grounded in love. Fourthly, to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. Again, I I can't get over it. We should know the love of God, which is greater than our knowledge. He wants us to experience it on a daily basis. And fifthly, and to be filled with the fullness of God. 
And all of this is according to the riches of his glory. And we read in other epistles, and if you have uh, time and you're in a place where you could write these verses down, I encourage you to, because it's just going to add to the significance of these verses. For example, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, And my God shall supply all your need, here's the term, according to the riches in glory by Christ Jesus. How do we measure God's riches and glory? It's, it's insurmountable. It, they're there. God's, and he wants to give that to us. That's right. He's granting that. Us. Yes. It's, un, it's, it's, it's believable, but it's hard to believe. God is so much larger than we have thought he is. It gives us the incentive, Shelley, yes. to forgive, to love, to choose God's way and not our own. And just, yeah, go ahead. And to walk in the spirit of God that our flesh doesn't rule us, our own mindset, or what our doctrine is, but that we experience the fullness of what God is supplying for us on a daily basis. Jesus said it when he walked the earth, and I pray that we could begin to say this. I do always... Those things that please him. Amen. Oh boy, would that be glorious. It would be glorious. Right. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. That's so huge to know if we've fallen, if we made a mistake, if we did something horrible, if we really turned to the Lord and we really see what we've done, and we grieve over it. Yes, he Lord. forgives us by the power of his grace. And, you know, it, it, it even tells us in James that if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our yes, heart. Yes, yes, We yes, need Lord. to really accept his forgiveness and walk in his love and forgiveness. Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7. In the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Junie, we just see over and over the language here. In the ages to come, he might show the riches of his grace. No, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy 1.14 the grace of our Lord was more than abundant with the faith and love which are found in Christ Jesus. Again, I, I know it's true, but God does exceedingly abundantly more. And this is the, this is the way we need to see God. He's, he's, like I've said it often, he's beyond, beyond. He's just beyond. And yet, he's so close to us at the same time. And if we can fathom that Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus when he was in prison. (laughs) Really? And he is writing about the grace and love and fullness. And the riches. And the riches and glory that he is experiencing to share with those at Ephesus that it's theirs. It's in the life of Christ, the life of the Messiah, the spirit of truth that he sent to us 
that it's all there for us to experience. Thank you, Lord. There's no end to what God is and what he will do. All right, let's re- re- uh, uh, where did I leave off in Timothy? Uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Paul quotes from Isaiah 64. And Junie, you know what? This really sums up what we're talking about this week. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Junie, what can we say for that? We don't know what's coming. His, his grace, his glory, his riches are so great. Let me read it again. Eye has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Yes, Shelley, he's calling us to be filled up to the, the fullness. fullness of God. Oh, if there's a lack in your life, if there's a lack in our life, I pray we could get on our knees like Paul did and just cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, these are what you have granted your people and this is the way I want to live on a daily basis. Help us, Lord. Yes, Lord. Help us to be that kind of witness to you day in and day out because your word says you are able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that's worked within. Let it be for every listener and us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784. Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyandJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyandJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.